0: Hi everyone, welcome back to Thrive in EDU. I am Rochelle Danay Pose and thanks for joining in my podcast. If you've been listening, thank you for coming back. If it's your first time listening, welcome. Uh, I hope that you will go back to some of my prior episodes and listen. Lots of different topics. It's hard to believe that this is now episode number 46. I started in September and I've tried to be really consistent with having a podcast episode every single week. And although lately I've been doing two of them, just because lots of things happening in the world and in education, different ideas, uh, doing a lot of different learning activities, having conversations, and just even my own reflections as I've been working through the remote teaching, remote learning, however you want to call it. And I know that for myself, I've been using both of those terms just because I feel like as a teacher, remote teaching, but I'm also learning as well. So I know there have been a lot of conversations about which is the correct term to use. And I'm just kind of using all of the above. Um, My prior episodes, I was just kind of reflecting on my own experiences, but sharing some of the ideas and questions, concerns that I've heard from other educators, from my students and trying to think through like, where did I start with all of this? What have I learned in the process? What can I use to plan forward? Also thinking about activities that even though for some of us, our school years have not yet ended. So looking for ideas for our students, for their families to engage in, not just together as we work through the end of our academic year, but even things we can take back to our classrooms. Uh, whether that takes the full-time physical classroom space or it's a hybrid model or we find ourselves in the same position again when school starts again in the fall uh, with remote learning, distance learning. So throwing out some ideas. And I know last week I was in, or actually a few weeks ago now, I guess, Jamie Donnelly has a great chat, her AR, VR, and EDU chat on Wednesday nights 9 p.m. Eastern, 30 minutes, always an interesting new tool or app or resource that she shares. And she doesn't just talk about it. She gets you really involved in trying to create and experience it. And so that you can walk away with something that you can start the very next day if you haven't already started during that chat. So a few weeks ago, we were all doing this uh, Mozilla Hubs where we're all in this space. You can hear each other. You can add in you know, pictures and take pictures and share them out on social media. So it's amazing what is out there. And the biggest thing that comes with augmented virtual reality a lot of the time is, I think, the question about, I mean, number one, the access to devices and can our students access um, whatever the tool is or the app? Is it on Android or is it only that you have to have an iPhone? Can, you know, if a student has Chromebooks, all of those questions, and then whether or not they uh, they have a access to Wi Fi at home. Um, beyond that, having tools that are used in any area, whether it's teaching or just in life or having fun, I think it's important to share some of those resources with our families and the students now, because over the next couple of months, when our academic year has ended, and I'm not sure if States will still have the stay at home, what will be open, we'll be looking for activities to do. So I thought that for a couple episodes coming out, I would talk about some of the things that I've been working on, uh, some of the research that I've done, I've been working on some blogs and things to find out what is available for families, for students to kind of still learn, I guess, over the summer and experience something that's different, but also to have some fun to explore new ideas or to take classes or to do virtual summer camps or any of those things, but also maybe explore something a little bit different like augmented virtual reality, for example, which is what I thought I would do for my episode today because I actually had a conversation with one of my eighth grade students who was working on a genius hour presentation about technology and looking for ideas for augmented virtual reality. And so I thought that would be a great topic for today. And so there's, like I said, and we've all said this too, there are so many different tools out there available for educators that enable us to really put learning in students' hands. And with so many options, it can be overwhelming, Uh, but it's nice to have so many things that we can choose from that can take learning from just being in our classroom space, which I totally miss and uh, would love to be able to be back there with my students. But the benefit of having these tools is that we can take learning beyond those classroom spaces and connect and access the entire world, as long as we have the right access and the devices um, to make that happen. So when we have this access to technology and our students can connect with these more authentic and meaningful ways to learn, especially when I'm teaching Spanish and having my students create and giving them a choice in if they want to draw something or if they want to use a different tool like augmented virtual reality, for example, which is not something that I ever had done in my Spanish classes. I didn't really know that I, I could do that and, until my students said, why can't we do that? And I said, I have no idea. So I started doing this with my Spanish 2 classes a few years ago. And it was great to see them connect with each other, to work on projects together, to build their social-emotional learning skills, but also to really engage in what they were creating and retain that information. So when it comes to these more immersive technologies, uh, again, figuring out exactly where to start can be overwhelming. Uh, As with our transition to remote learning for our students, there was so much being shared that I know even myself, I felt overwhelmed at times, like, where do I begin? What should I focus on now? And so the the biggest thing I always say is think about what it is that you want to do, like what's the purpose? Uh, We hear everybody saying, you know, start with why, why do you want to bring something in? What is it going to help our students to do differently? Uh, What kind of a positive impact can it make on their educational experience? And, there, When it comes to ARVR, there have been so many times I've told my students, you know, just imagine what it would be like if we could go to this place. Or when I was a student many years ago in geometry and trying to understand shapes and angles and uh, even things in science, trying to grasp a certain concept and trying to imagine what that would be like, but just looking at an image in a book or trying to draw something on my own or even learning about animals or places that aren't necessarily some place or or an animal that we can get close to but all of this has changed because we have all of these different technologies and in particular these more immersive experiences that we have through AR and VR and because we have these now we can have more interactive learning experiences for our students that they can control and build on and become the creators and so i thought that i would do at least one podcast episode where I share a couple of the tools that are fun, Uh, a few that I found thanks to Jamie, and then a few that I came across on my own whenever I finally bought a new iPad because I wanted to try all of the things that you could do with the iPhone that I don't have an iPhone. And so here are, I'll give you a top five that you can check out. Definitely have fun with family, with friends, and see what you can create. And if you do create something with one of these, I would love to know what your experience is like. If you want to share it out, uh, tag me on Twitter, R-D-E-N-E 915. I would love to to see what what fun you have and what you create. So the first one, I did learn from Jamie, and it's catchy words AR. So when students are in class, and I've done this with my eighth grade students, Getting them up and moving when they spend so much time sitting throughout the day is uh, a good idea. This one is fun because what you do is you give students the opportunity to solve uh, a puzzle. It's a word. So they have to break a bubble of letters and then they use their device to grab at the letters and put them into the right space. So kind of like uh, a crossword puzzle or playing hangman or something, it's a word puzzle. You can add your own word for them to solve, but you can just open up the app. Uh, It's on iPhone and iPad, so not on Android. But I know that for some students with dyslexia, it has been quite helpful for being able to move, to get the letters, to put them into the space, and to kind of build up those skills. So that's the first one I would mention. The second one, which is definitely a favorite, probably my favorite, is figment ar and uh, both of these are free by the way but figment is one that when I've, i've told my students about it i don't even have to explain to them how to start or create because as soon as they get the app on their device or if they grab my ipad to try it out there is already something dancing around my head and they're laughing and so easy to start Uh, You can choose from the different characters that are in there. There are effects like it's snowing or there's fireworks. But the best thing about this one is that it, it offers both AR and VR in one because you have portals. And when you add a portal, you can step into it and then that transforms you from being in the AR space into the VR space. Benefits for students, they can tell a story and screen record in the real world Uh, And then, of course, go into portals. For my students, they've created so many portals that they're asking me to get them out of the portals. But it's a lot of fun to create with Figment AR, so I highly recommend checking that one out. Another one that is a fun tool to use is um, Thing, and it's T-H-Y-N-G, Thing app, which many people who have used, and I found this one also when I got my iPad. uh, If you have ever used HP Reveal or Arasma, This is very similar in that you can create an AR experience that has animated characters or text. You can upload your own 3D objects or videos into the Thing app and then even submit it to them to be included into their library. And I know when I I used this two years ago, I had just finished reading Tara Martin's book and used her book as the trigger image for it, created a little video Shared it out on Twitter. And then the next thing, the next thing, you know, is that thing loaded it into their library. So if you do, in fact, put the app on your phone and you would go to Amazon or go to Tara's site and scan her book cover, you would see what I created with uh, the app on my iPad. And so you can record up to a 10 second video to go with your target or your trigger image. And it is available on um, iOS and on Android. Another one that you may have heard of and may not have used yet, but it is one of my favorites, is Nearpod, which is an interactive multimedia learning platform that I started to use a few years ago. And it's a really quick way for educators or for students to get started with VR. And my students who do project-based learning that are um, sophomores, juniors, seniors, have been using Nearpod to create their presentations to share so it's more interactive for their classmates. But especially now looking at uh, some of my students who were supposed to, and they still may, go on college tours this summer, wanting to explore different campuses, they can then use Nearpod to go. And I've actually had students say, can you please assign me a lesson so I can go and check out whatever the university is? And the last time I checked, there were about 70 campuses that you could explore um, in VR through their lessons, and those VR field trips are powered by 360 cities. So let's see, I gave you four, so I'll round it out with Merge. And if you don't know what Merge is, it has the Merge Cube. And what's awesome about it is if you go to their site, you can actually download and print so you can have your own Merge Cube if you don't actually have one and then use that to explore things like volcanoes or a frog. Uh, you can dissect a frog di- frog if you want. You can look at the layers of the earth and so many other options are there. It's great for teachers to use because there are lessons available um, and students can work through di- different task cards. It also has immersive reader but you can use the object viewer and even create your own 3D content to upload and then see what it looks like on the merge cube, uh, which is very cool. And instead of just simply consuming, having us and having our students create these tools um, and these experiences are great. So those are just a few of the many tools that are out there for exploring AR and VR. If you wanna learn more, I highly recommend checking out and following Jamie Donnelly, getting into her chat on Wednesday nights, 9 p.m. Eastern, and that's ARVR and EDU. Her website is also that same, um, ARVRandEDU.com, and she has a book, Learning Transported, as well. So uh, thanks, as always, for listening in and longer episode than normal. But I just want to share those ideas with you if you're looking for something to do either for your classes or just for fun. Check those out. And if you have questions, feel free to reach out to me or to Jamie. And thanks for listening. I'll catch you next time.